podcast i'm adam that's chad the other part of our threesome is not here pat apparently rocking his kid yeah (laughs) well yeah let's start this off with some lions talk so uh first off i gotta dish on pat a little bit i want everyone to know how big of a roy hibbert fan pat is not in the league anymore he went from the Pacers to, I think it was the Lakers. And I, I swear, Pat has a Roy Hibbert jersey for every team that that guy played on, even in college. Was he a North Carolina guy? I don't know where Roy Hibbert went to school. No clue. <laughs> he was never good that much. Yeah, to show up on the map for me. <laughs> All right. Well, Lions talk. So they lost this week 37 to 35 against the uh, Purple People Eaters. And TJ Lang calls out Goodell on Twitter saying the NFL is fixing games against Detroit. He says, I've never been a believer of fixed games in the NFL, but holy shit, I'm starting to now. Lions getting absolutely hosed with these calls. Absolute shame. And then he tags NFL commish. I mean, the Lions, TJ. You got to be a good yeah. team first. Yeah, here's the thing. No one needs to worry about anyone fixing calls against the Lions when you can't win more than 10 games in a season. And when you do, you don't win the playoff game anyway. And yeah. if every game, if it's going to come down to one play, you have more issues than worrying about the refs getting paid off. In a meaningless game. Minnesota's not going anywhere. Lions are going anywhere. Why are they worried about fixing this game? <laughs> well, it was a very important game for the Lions because they're the ninth pick of the draft. If they would have won, <laughs> it would have bumped them down. The Lions need all the help they can get. Yeah. But, I mean, they are. Let's talk about something else. They are talking about hiring a coach before a GM. I guess I don't understand that. Uh, if I was GM, I'd want to pick everybody for my team. I mean, at that point, then you're hiring a GM based on, are you cool with this guy? So now you're limiting your GM selection. <clears throat> yeah, it's kind of like tomato, 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 right? I mean, you, you can go either way, and I don't – I mean, who knows? The Lions need to sell the team first, then they can worry about <laughs> yeah. if they should get a coach or a GM. But let me – going back to the, those missed, missed calls – I don't know about you, but here's my take on the replay. If we're going to have instant replay in the NFL, in baseball, in whatever else, why are we still effing up calls? What's up, somebody I mean, said, what do you do? Like, you yeah. can find people, but then who are you going to find? So, you, know, you, can't, you can't have refs undermining each other, getting undermined I mean, by everywhere, because then you're going to lose integrity in the refing. Right, and I get where they're coming from in certain things. Like if they call a play a fumble, 
but then there's inconclusive evidence to overturn it, the play stands, right? It's not confirmed, it stands. But then you have the case of the Marvin Jones catch in the end zone where you you couldn't even see the contact point between the turf and the football. It was just alleged based on the movement of the ball that he didn't complete the catch. But he caught the football. He crossed the goal line. It was called a touchdown. I believe, right? Wasn't the initial call a touchdown? Yeah, they called it back, yeah. So they had to have conclusive evidence to overturn the call or else the call stands. Or conclusive evidence that it indeed did not touch the ground. In that case, it would be confirmed versus stands. So we have all this replay in sports, yet we still get it wrong. You know, Armando Galarraga pitched eight and two-thirds of a perfect game. So why didn't we use instant replay then when he was clearly out? Yeah, I mean, I think that comes down to also a baseball wanting to stay old school. I mean, Manfred's one to, you know, put all these new things in. I mean, the NFL's had the replay for however long. I mean, how many plays do we see just in other games where we can see it's clearly that? And then the call goes the opposite way. What are they watching that we're not? Did they have different replays? I assume they had the same. Or maybe we're tainted because we live in Michigan. Well, I used to live in Michigan. And we watch the Lions every weekend and just watch them get their taints punched in. (laughs) So what else are you going to do but complain about it? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, there's things on, you know, I was reading in uh, comments on, you know, articles and stuff. And people are like, yeah, didn't want to win this game, but this is ridiculous. So we all understand the Lions are getting hosed. Kevin Johnson's gotten hosed. We all know it's, you know, Calvin Johnson, I think there's a rule made after his play. I mean, we all know what happens. We didn't want to win the game. That probably would have changed the game. They probably would have won it. Get a crappier draft pick. So, I mean, how about we complain when the team actually has something to win? <laughs> yeah, right. That's my thing. Let, let's complain when, when we need it to go towards us. We don't need it to go towards us right now. Yeah, and I mean – I think it's just, you know, the bigger thing overall with an instant replay is if we're still going to do this and miss these calls, then maybe it's an unpopular opinion. But I believe that why even have replay in the, in the first place? Why not just call the yeah. game as it is? Yeah. And the call that's made on, this, on the spot is the one made on the spot. Maybe these maybe because of instant replay, the refs miss things more. I don't know. Let's get Amazon for their, uh, for their uh, next-gen stats, see what they say yeah. Say about that. <laughs> I mean, they kind of do the thing. You know, I, w- I could see him possibly fining refs. I would be fine with that if you do it behind the curtain. But, I mean, they kind of do that in a sense because if you're yeah, but- a good ref, you, you can do postseason games, Super Bowl you know, they do the same thing for the best refs in the Big Ten, so on and so forth. They get to do a bowl game, stuff like that. So, right, I mean, they like kind of do have an incentive. It can kind of lose the integrity of the game, right, if you start going above and beyond, and um, yeah. which I don't think anyone wants to see that either. And, I mean, if you're an NFL ref making 150 grand every year doing something you love without, I mean, do you really give a shit for doing the Super Bowl? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing with baseball. You know, they all have different strike zones, the umps. I mean, they're going to have different lines of visibility, how they read plays in NFL. I'm sure it's like that. 
you know, or where they stand on a certain place, stuff like that. So, I mean, yeah, they're going to have different vantage points. So, I mean, like I said, let's just, uh, won't these people start complaining when the lines play for something. <laughs> right. Build a good pro program first, build uh, I, I don't want to say a dynasty. That's a, a far reaching term. Let's like the playoffs first. There. Yeah. Let's, let's win a playoff game, right? Let's not lose the greatest running back and the latest and, and the greatest receiver after 10 years of their career or nine yeah. years. Of Sanders, Sanders Lines of one, yeah. one, one game yeah. since we've been alive. That's over 30 years. Yeah. Keep <laughs> one playoff keep game guys around first. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, that just goes into them wanting to hire a coach before a GM. I think that's right. completely asinine, you know, Bill Parcells, he would have been fuming over that because he says, you know, he was the big guy. Or if you're going to have me coach, he wanted to be GM. You know, the chefs, the chefs got to buy the ingredients, you know. <laughs> so if you ever have the ingredients, you're trying to bring a chef in. He's not going to know what he's going to have. He's going to have the right things to cook what he wants to cook. You know, it's, I mean, I think that's a good analogy what he made for his position. But in this as well, because you're wanting to bring in a GM saying, are you okay with this guy? So you're limiting who you want for GM. I mean, I already know Lions. I heard they try to poach one of the Steelers dudes. He's like, nah, dog, I'll pass. You know, same thing with the uh, the room. Is that what he the said? Yeah. Nah, dog. Nah, nah. <laughs> same thing with the uh, Seahawks guy. But, I mean, they're saying he wants to leave because of Pete Carroll's decisions are so heavily weighed. I mean, their drafts have been garbage. Allegedly, their best guy – that had the idea of drafting Russell well, Russell Wilson. I think he's in the Browns organization now. So is that, is that guy really good? Yeah, I mean, who is who is lauded for, you know, taking the Red Sox and building that organization and then building up the Cubs organization? Uh, it's not, you know, Frank Kona and, and Joe Madden. It's Theo Epstein, right? Yep. Theo Epstein's the one who got in there and built those organizations. Um, so when, when you're looking at, you know, a coach or GM first, it's kind of like you said with the chef, but how about when you're working a job, right? Nine to five job, whatever it is, you work in there, and then all of a sudden uh, you get a new boss. It's a, from an outside hire or whatever it is, and you're like, who's this? Who's this jag off, right? right? Why didn't I get a shot at this? And, you know, people run it into that every day and it's, and it's the same scenario. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it should be something where uh, they at least, you know, if you are going to hire a coach first and you have to have him as a say in the, in the GM, at some point, the GM who is his boss should have a say on whether or not he wants him to be there. Right. So yeah. they can call it whatever they want, but at some point you don't want your, the guy who you're boss of or managing to be the one calling the shots. And that's probably why John, John Schneider in Seattle is getting pissed off over there. Yeah. Like, hold I mean, on. So this is my employee, but he's the one telling me what to do. Right. I mean, it's the same thing where you hear the rumors of the lions are going to bring somebody in that wants to keep Stafford. <clears throat> I mean, I can understand that. He's been a reliable quarterback in Lions organization. I mean, who we had before that? John Kitna, Harrington, you know, uh, 
Gus Ferrat, Scott Mitchell. <laughs> I mean, some great names. I'm lying. Yeah, Ty Detmer. Pretty sure he uh, made an interception record playing for the Lions. Bacon with yeah. Badge. Yeah, I forgot about Charlie Batch. I mean, I think this is it's a poor – it shows they don't know anything about football, obviously. I mean, they got Rod Wood, the family accountant, running the Lions, you know, CEO of the Lions, which that I think is – so good. Yeah. But, I mean, they did bring in um, – what's his face? The, uh, the old linebacker. Oh, yeah, Chris. Chris Spielman. Spielman. You know, yeah, so, I mean, I, I think that was a good move. But I mean, that's if if decisions actually go to him, if he's actually helping make decisions, not just uh, kind of looking looking good, kind of like how they put Barry on the hiring committee, you know. Uh, I mean, it's so, all I mean, good moves that, that look good, right? Exactly. But I guess we got to give Sheila Hamp Ford, uh, give her five or six years, since how Martha had plenty of her years to mess up mess up the team yeah she really liked in, jim caldwell yeah bring in bobby quinn and 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 uh fat matt and have them mess it up yeah suspect hires there but you know let's uh let's talk about some other nfl positives here <laughs> aaron Rodgers throws more tds this season 48 than their punter jk scott had 46 punt this whole season <laughs> Lions wish they could up. be like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Washed up, right? I'm pretty sure that's what your boy Stephen A. Smith was saying. Oh, that's probably Pat's. That's Pat's. Pat's boy, right there. Yeah, Stephen a. definitely Pat's boy. Pat loves Stephen A. and Skip Bayless. Going yeah, back, we're just going to hammer Pat so. since he can't defend himself today. Yeah. Yep. And then we got Derrick Henry over 2,000 yards. Don't know. Well, I can't remember the last time I saw a 2,000 yard rusher in the NFL. But I mean, that's that's how running backs are these days. But well, it was AP who did it a few years ago, right? Back in 2012, I think it was, or something like that. I mean, that's what the Lions were hoping AP was going to do. Barry Sanders did that. The Lions still couldn't win a playoff game. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, Tom Brady, though, threw uh, three shovel passes to uh, AB to give him that quarter of a mil. So was, uh, yeah. I love that people talk about, you know, winning the football game, which the Lions have a terrible culture, right? Their culture is losing. If 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 they lose, everyone's used to it. They're okay with it. But then you have people who there's a reason Tom Brady's won six rings. He knows everything about everybody on his team. Oh, he yeah. knew that Antonio Brown needed three more catches to have 45 for the season to get a quarter of a million dollar bonus. Think about the last time somebody was in your corner and was like, hey. What can I do for you to get you an extra two hundred and fifty grand? Right? That's right. <laughs> Tom Brady called the offense. He ran the game so that some bum like Antonio Brown could get an extra two hundred and fifty grand. Probably going That's straight to his Tom lawyer. Brady, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Tom Brady wins no matter where he goes. That's why Aaron Rodgers. Well, I've heard Aaron Rodgers is kind of a pin a pinhole, but he wins football games. <laughs> So. That's right. <laughs> yep. And then, uh, so Doug Peterson, though, let's talk about him. People are saying he clearly tanked the game the other <laughs> night because he pulled Hertz, and Hertz was pissed, though. They had him you on know. camera. He's like, I did my part. You know, I don't know why they're pulling me, something like that. <laughs> yeah, it drops an F bomb. Yeah. 
I mean, Hurts well, is obviously going to be their quarterback, and he obviously wanted to get a better draft position, something the Lions don't know what to do with. So I kind of <laughs> like it, kind of don't, though. You know, let's get Doug Peterson in a closed room who said he made a move to win the football game, and you put in Nate Sudfeld <laughs> to win the football game? Yeah, you never know. The last time Nate Sudfeld played for them, they weren't winning any football games. Yeah. There's no correlation to Nate Sudfeld being a winning NFL quarterback. <laughs> so in no universe was that a move to win the football game. That was an obvious take. Doug oh, Peterson and the Eagles should be fined by the NFL. They should lose yes. their draft pick. I mean, at least tell your boy to go out there and throw an interception or something. Unbelievable, yeah. Be like, Jalen, <laughs> why don't you just go be a bump like you've been the whole the whole game so far. But you are yeah. not re- – I don't care how bad Jalen Hurts is doing. You're not putting Nate Sudfeld in the game. Right, maybe Wentz. Yeah. Who was that? Well, he was a healthy scratch, so they couldn't put him in the oh, game. Oh, yeah. But you're not putting Nate Sudfeld in the game. I would rather see Colin Kaepernick on the field. That was probably his whole idea was to put Nate Sudfield in the game if they were winning. That's why Wentz was a healthy yeah. scratch. Yeah, and the Giants are pissed. You can't be pissed when you win six football games in a season. Get out of here. Yeah. If you want to make it to the playoffs, <laughs> guess what? Play better. Yeah, no one in the NFC East deserves to be in the playoffs. They should have made Or host exception. a game like yeah. the Washington football team is. Right. There should have been a – Coronavirus exception. The NFE, the NFC East this year is no longer allowed to have any teams in the in the playoffs. There's an additional wild card team being added. I mean, can't you see the Lions fans just saying, "But we win five and eleven. We want in." Jeez, yeah, the Lions were one one win short of being being a playoff team. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, and then uh, well, I believe Pat's drafted this guy in his fantasy team, if, fantasy team. If not this year, he has before because I know it's one of his boys, Josh Jacobs, arrested for a Dewey hours after the Raiders win. You're loaded, bro. Hitch an Uber. Get that Was Uber it alcohol? Loaded. Oh, yeah. Just getting tanked. Yeah, you, don't, the wheel. you don't have money to pay for an Uber? Right, get that. What's the what's the fancy Uber called? Uber Diamond or something like that? I don't know. But executive. I mean, yeah, you could hire somebody to drive your car around for you. Right. Thirty grand a year probably. Right. I mean get Turtle in there. Turtle will probably do it for you. Josh Josh Jacobs' story too, when he was a backup running back at, at you know, Alabama was incredible. I mean, don't take the story of you being I think he was the oldest of five or six siblings and was working a job while going to high school to provide for his brothers and sisters you know be smart don't blow it all away on something stupid like this yeah smart till you get money yeah apparently so he needs uh what's his name uh rod wood to be his accountant apparently financial advisor Come play make sure Josh Jacobs. Yeah, he wouldn't have to worry about DUIs after wins because he wouldn't win them. Yeah, that's true. Valid, valid point. Why do you think Prater came over to uh, to uh, Detroit? <laughs> smelling salts before the kicks and all. Yeah, he didn't have to What's worry up about with that after a win. Yeah. Well, to pivot a little bit, a little college talk this past week in Ohio State 
thwarts Clemson. What do you think about that one? I think Ohio State's a bunch of bums, but I mean, at some point they were they were going to win, right? Yeah. The only exception to this rule is Michigan against Ohio Ohio State. We're still waiting on that one, I'm but wait for uh, a while. <clears throat> I mean, Clemson plays in the ACC, right? It's a shortened season. They didn't play as many games. They, I think, they only played ACC teams. The Correct. only good team they played was well, North Carolina is okay, but is Notre Dame who as soon as Notre Dame played played a team with a decent defense, we knew that they weren't going to score any points. Unless yeah. your name's Phil, Phil Fishburne, then you believe otherwise. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, Ohio State's sound. They got all the, all, all the players. I mean, this is their third, what, three, three times in four years now, right? They were bound to win so. one of them. Yeah, I mean, I think the six – the six-game season for Ohio State kind of helped them tape-wise. Clemson didn't have a lot to see on them, even though they thought that would be enough. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously they're the better team. I mean, Clemson without Trevor, you know, Notre Dame showed them that they weren't that good and that the game has to be carried with him. You take him out of the equation, Clemson's not a very strong team, especially with that targeting call. Yeah, I was just going to say that. So how do you call, again, they instant replay this. Justin Fields spins into him. I get that his head was down, but let me ask you this. When's the last time you put on football pads and you ran around with your chest and your back parallel to the ground and you were able to put your head all the way back with a helmet and shoulder pads on? It's not, that's not how it, how it works, folks. Yeah, I think then, targeting in the in the NCAA gets a little excessive mm-hmm. because I mean, especially if you watch a lot of them, you see a, a defensive player going for the tackle, their heads already down, then you see the offensive guy lower his helmet, and that's where the contact happens, and then they get called for targeting. Yeah, so it's like, you, okay, yeah, back to the instant replay. If 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 you see that play live, and Justin Fields is the guy carrying the football, and it doesn't look like a vicious target targeting hit but then you're going to go back and watch it in slow motion yeah well i mean good lord you know but seeing things like that but not even thinking about the fact because i mean how many times do we see this the you know the quarterback he jumps or he goes low or he changes however his body position is and i know i mean i want to keep him safe too i don't want him to get blasted but if someone's going to change their body positioning, I think the fact that you're going to call a targeting or whatever else on them is kind of out of the question. Yeah. Because I mean, they're playing a vicious sport. What do you want the guy to do? Let them run in for a touchdown instead. Yeah. I think that's where they need to start reviewing them better is Mm -hmm. look for intention. You know, like I said, when the defensive players already got his helmet down and then you see, an offensive guy trying to draw that foul penalty. I mean, clearly they're trying to draw it. Yeah, but that yeah, was. The I point think that's always was, called. Yeah, the the point from the rest was that he had the crown of his helmet down. Like I'm saying, do you think it's easy to have his helmet up? No, because right. then he's at then his body is now higher, and he's got a better chance of missing the tackle. Exactly. So, I mean, it's not as cut and dry, but if you can't see that square and it's, I mean, oh my gosh, it's such a huge targeting call. 
you know, again, the play should, should uh, stand. It shouldn't be overturned to be a targeting call. It should stand. Because yeah. now you just affected the number one defensive player on the team. And changed the momentum game. of the game. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, we already talked about Notre Dame. You know, obviously they showed they're ready to be on the stage again with an impressive outing against Alabama. I mean, clearly they yeah, with all the Notre need, Dame slappies. Yeah. Clearly they need to be there again and again. I mean, obviously Notre Dame, I mean, I think we'd be saying the same if Michigan was there. Michigan would probably get absolutely thwarted by Alabama. I mean, obviously Notre Dame's not building their team like these other teams do. And like you said, same thing with Clemson. They play the ACC. They're playing all these ACC teams, and it's basically Notre Dame and Clemson the whole season, mm-hmm. the only good teams. And I hate Notre Dame. South Bend, Indiana, there's no reason to ever go <laughs> anywhere near South, South Bend, Indiana, unless you're going to a Notre Dame game or could you go to school. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I mean, yep. The only the only city worse than South Bend is probably Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to the Bills later, but Harbaugh rumors. So these are getting hot and heavy. Allegedly, a couple rumors is one contract extension through 2026 with possibly shorter pay. And then he possibly might be waiting for an NFL gig. And that's the holdup for the extension. Detroit Lions. Yeah. Uh, that would be an absolute awful mix. But, I mean, sign the dude or not, he was the only coach, I believe, in Division One that was under two years left on their contract, never got an extension the whole season. I mean, I think they were trying to see if he was going to get another loss. If he, was, if he got another loss, I think he was gone. The only thing that might have saved him was this recruiting class, getting that five-star quarterback. And basically, the quarterback brought in all these other dudes with him, offensive guys. That's what's yeah, saving him. What's your take on Harbaugh there in Michigan? You know, I think he's, I think he's a good recruiter, garbage coach. I mean, he hasn't shown that he can develop a quarterback at all. He's had to continually bring in other people. Shea Patterson, uh, can't remember the other quarterback he brought in a while ago. Wilton Spate. Yes, thank you. And I mean, Spate probably looked better than Patterson. But, I mean, why aren't you putting in people like Dylan McCaffrey? I think it's he wants to keep in his transfers in case he ever wants to bring in future transfers. And he's going to show them, hey, I will play you. But, I mean, then you're going to put in uh, – what's his name that they put in this year? Shoot, can't remember his name. That's how memorable he is off the top of my Joe head. Joe Milton. Joe Milton, thank you. Garbage. And, allegedly, the reason that McCaffrey left was he said he needed a few days off for like a sick leave, Harbaugh said no. And he's like, all right, I'm out. Or I'm going to do it anyway. Sorry. See, so I'm going to take the, the two days off anyway. Harbaugh puts him the third string. That's the rumor for that one. So he Why? just said, all right, peace. Guess you better show up next time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, my thing with Har- Harbaugh is, and I'm a huge Michigan fan, I think that, our expectations from the Lloyd Carr era were a little much in terms of Michigan only split a national championship one time, never won one split, split one since Bo Shambeckler. And that was Lloyd, Lloyd Carr in 97 with out of all teams, Washington state, or was it Nebraska? I think it was Nebraska. 
they beat Washington State yeah. in the Rose Bowl. Yeah. So they split a national championship. Other than that, though, Bo Schambeckler never won a national <laughs> no. at Michigan. No. Jim Harbaugh, this was his worst season. Otherwise, he's put together double-digit wins seasons, I think every year, right, besides, besides this year. Yeah, I mean, his um, best team other than a couple of years ago was uh, Hoax Boys, though. Right, but he still, you know, they perform very, very, very well. But my issue with Harbaugh, to your point that I think, Adam, is, like you said, there's some very questionable decisions. Why, is, why was Don Brown the, the defensive coordinator for so long? Yeah, why are you letting him play man coverage that much? Two years in a row. They have one of the top five defenses in the country, and then Ohio State drops six sixty plus on them. Wow, what yeah. a great defense! Right. So there's like questionable calls like that, and it seemed like you said it seemed like the adjustments were never there. Why did Joe Milton start like four games in a row? Everyone knew the first game that Joe Milton sucked. Yeah. Yeah, and then you have out of nowhere they're running Wildcat. When's the last time you've seen University of Michigan Wolverines run Wildcat offense? Right. I think I think Jim Harbaugh is not. I think he's you know one of those guys that uh, you know he does really good and in, in the NFL. And I think Jim Harbaugh is the kind of guy that he's a great NFL coach because he doesn't need to teach NFL players how to be professionals, right? Right. Because they're already there. They are the top 1% of the top 1, 1% of, of uh, athletes. They go out there and they, and they perform. And if they don't, then, you know, a, uh, a James Harrison or somebody like, like that is going to rip them a new one. Right. But in college, it's not, it's not like that. You have to develop kids. You have to yeah. develop people. And I don't think that that's a strength of Jim Harbaugh's. And I think that's why he does so much better or he did so much better at the NFL level compared to the collegiate level. Yeah. I mean, plus you just don't see the tenacity from him anymore. I mean, the last Ohio state game, I mean, he wasn't fired up kicking stuff like he usually is on the sidelines. I think he's got that fat hoss in his mouth. Yeah. And that retarded mass that he has on. With the mic <laughs> under it sticking out like a boner. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. So I it's think Carbaz. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting if he does stay for that until 2026. I think if anything, if he starts that five star quarterback as a true freshman, I think that's the only thing that's going to help him. Because I mean, who else is he going to start a quarterback? McNamara. There you go. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, but I think the, I think the mission Wolverines, they're in a, they're in a good spot with the absence of this year. And there was a lot going on. I mean, you know, think about if Tariq Black wouldn't have got hurt. Yeah, I mean, he did really well at Texas this year. No, he didn't. I think he had like four catches or 14 catches, one of those two. The year like before he got, he got hurt, he was catching like a 70-yard bomb every game and taking yeah. to the house. So something happened there when he got hurt. because I think it was an ACL. Yeah, um, I believe so. So it probably messed him up mentally. Probably. Worried about getting hit. Yeah, Harbaugh's put put together some pretty good teams and has coached some pretty good teams there. But um, at the end of the day, everyone at Michigan thinks that we should be competing for a national championship every year when the fact of the matter is 
we've only split a national championship once in like the last 30 years. Yeah. I mean, so, I just want to see, uh, beat a, us beat Ohio state, bring in Will Muschamp for that DC position. We got to beat Ohio state at least once. Right. And then stop losing to Michigan state, Michigan state yeah. blows yeah. <laughs> with the absence of a few years in between there, their team has been awful. Well, then Michigan they bring in a coach. Yeah, Michigan should be in putting March. Up 70 points on these guys. Yeah, they bring in a coach in like February, March or whatever, and you lose to him this year? I mean, come on. Unacceptable. Right, their quarterback was like 5 of 27 passing, whatever. Transferring out already. Running. Yeah, transferring out already. Yeah, Rocky Lombardi? Bum. Bum. Why, he He's didn't like, like uh, Mel Tucker after he benched him? Yeah, dude's a bum. Both of them are bums. <laughs> But you know, uh, you know, to some fun stuff. Our last thing here, the wild card weekend blitz. Let's pick some games. We're gonna do, uh, you know, what our records are after this with Pat. Pat's already sent in his picks while he was <laughs> rocking his kid. Apparently, not too busy rocking his kid because he was texting me. But here we go. First pick. This one's gonna be yours, Chad. Colts plus seven. The Bills mafia is allowed in the stadium. Who you got? Oh, Bills, easy. Oh, Bills by a touchdown, 100%. I agree with that. Josh Allen's just fire right now. We had Josh Allen. Yeah, we had Josh Allen on the the fantasy team. You know, Bills. That's the best thing to happen to Buffalo since Jim Kelly lost four straight Super Bowls. That's right. Love Jim Kelly. We used to watch that in NFL films all the time, come (laughs) back from school, after school special. Next game, though, Rams-Seahawks. Seahawks, negative four and a half. Who we got? There's no way that garbage Rams team beats the Seahawks. DK Metcalf's going to go for a buck 50. You think so? <laughs> Russell, I mean, no Legion of Boom, Easy. though, in Seattle. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with taking the, over. Well, I mean, They're see, good. our boy Cooper Cup, though, IR as well. So, I mean, that hurts the Rams' offense. I mean, who did they got? Henderson Jr. at running back? Well, uh, next game, we got Tampa Bay minus eight and a half against the Washington football team, the hosts. How they're hosting a game, I don't know. But who do you got? Yeah, that'll be interesting because Washington's got a pretty good defense, and I'm a huge Alex Smith fan. But uh... – I don't think you can deny touchdown Tommy. He's on the roll with Antonio Brown as a third string receiver for them. As long as Mike Evans healthy, Tampa Bay is going to win. Yeah. I mean, Chase Young calling out Tom Brady, the end of that Washington football team game, Tampa Brady's looking to get an extra bonus for AB. Here's my question for you. Was Chase Young even alive when Tom, Tom Brady's rookie season in the NFL? I'm sure he was. Uh, probably doesn't remember it though. Yeah. <laughs> but give me uh, Tampa Bay in minus eight and a half, and AB's bonus after they win this game. <clears throat> All right, we got Lamar I hope Jackson. You're keeping track of these picks that way we can. I am. Perfect. Yep. And then uh, next game we got Ravens. Lamar Jackson flawless in the red zone minus three and a half. Against Derrick Henry's two thousand plus yards in Tennessee, who we got? I think Lamar Jackson's a bum. As do I. 
and Tennessee's going to run all over them like they do it every week. And when Derrick Henry runs for 200 yards again, and they have about 50 minutes time of possession in a 60-minute football game because of it, Lamar Jackson probably isn't going to see the red zone a whole lot. Yep, I agree with that one. I think uh, Derrick Henry puts his jock strap on, puts that cup in, decides to run some people over. Give me uh, the Titans plus three and a half. Next game, though, Mitchell Trubisky makes the playoffs. Matt Nagy job is probably saved by making it to the postseason. He's awful. Bears are awful. Saints minus 10, who we got. Ooh, with a 10-point spread, I think I'm taking the Bears. Yeah, you think the Bears are going to keep it with the Saints that close? This is the one week that I'm believing in Mitch. <laughs> yeah. So Kamara's hurt. Michael Thomas is still hurt. And I think I the thought Bears Thomas has come back, though, for the playoffs. Yeah, they're still it's, – it's still up in the air. Even if he yeah, does, I mean, that is an ankle issue. I think the Bears are going to come intense on defense, even though I hate the Bears. I think they're, uh, they're riding it high right now. You know, you're going to have to give me the Saints in minus 10, possibly Drew Brees' last season. Love Drew Brees since the Boilermaker days. I actually know a guy who uh, blocked for Drew Brees at Purdue. He said he's feeling good about Drew Brees in this game. Going to have to go with the Saints. How great. Next, next game, we got Baker and the Browns versus the Steelers. The Steelers minus four and a half at Heinz Field. While they're playing the Steelers again. Yeah. A lot of tape for both teams. I like the Browns. I think the Steelers are way overrated. Ben Roethlisberger is about as mobile as our grandma. And she just had him take it down. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> the Browns are taking it down. Yeah, she might be more mobile than Ben Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger also might be looking for some women to be mobile on. Yeah. I mean, the Browns have DPJ. DPJ is my boy. I feel like he's going to go for, you know, buck 25. Give me the Browns. All right. So I think that'll do it for this episode. We got Pat's picks. We're going to have to see how we all rate who picked better next week. What are you Pat's, Pat's, Pat's picks? You know, I guess I'll, yeah, I guess I will throw those in real quick. We don't take a time. Just, just, just kind of run down the line. Yeah, he's got uh, Bills against the Colts with a spread, Seahawks against the Rams. He's got Tampa Bay against the football team, Titans against the Ravens, Saints against the Bears, and Browns against the Steelers. Well, I thought Pat was a huge Lamar Jackson fan. Yeah, I mean, he's had him on his team every fantasy year. Yeah, I thought he bought his his jersey even and bought one for uh, for little Tyler. Yeah, you know, you just got to start him early. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah we'll uh we'll check those records next week see how bad that pat picked until and, next uh, time yeah until next time average sports show